You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. We love to provide education here. That's the purpose of our podcast. We even put together an incredible masterclass that you can access where you can learn all about how to implement this process of becoming your own banker in your household and in your business. There's a bunch of great content there. Head over to wealthwithoutbaystreet.com forward slash masterclass. Part of the package you're going to get is going to include the best-selling book, Becoming Your Own Banker. This book is a game changer. You got to have it. It's one of the best books on the planet. And I'm so happy for you for taking action to make sure you get a copy in your hands. How, how do we, how do we know when we're live? Well, there's this big thing that just showed up on the screen that says you are live. Okay. And we just came into the studio. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. We've got a packed audience here today and uh, <laughs> welcome to this uh, live broadcast. Live. Super live. A uh, breaking news, breaking news. What's our breaking news? Um, uh, did I break things? No, <laughs> we're we're uh, we're going to have some fun. It's Friday. It's podcast Friday. So Jason and I are in the studio, and we have uh, he threw me a curveball today. He says, "Let's go live today." I said, "All right, sounds good." So that involved uh, re-coordinating some equipment, and we are here to produce live. So we're going to be doing both. We have our audio that will go on the podcast officially when we're set to go, and we're also live on Facebook today. So our topic today on the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast is. All about policy loans. Policy loans. Now, I'll share something with you, Rich. So we've been doing uh, quite a bit of outreach on Facebooks. <laughs> and so what's interesting is that when we, when we introduce this, this process, right? Becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. And we're talking about loans. Yep. I think... Many fire departments in many cities across the country have been a little extra busy because people spontaneously self-combust. And it's really interesting. Like some of the feedback on Facebook has been purely from a place of either A, being so ingrained in the way that you've been thinking about the use of money up to this point in your lifetime, mm -hmm. or B, a person just having maybe a distaste for learning. That, that could be it too. Which Nelson would uh, refer to as the arrival syndrome in his book. Right. And so, the, gosh, some of the comments. And now there's people jumping on, right? Defending. Oh, hey, why did you say that? And, you know, what, what we're doing here is we're, we're trying to educate, right? So mm -hmm. we're trying to share. And it's okay if what we're talking about challenges your traditional way of thinking. In, so, fact, in fact, sometimes it's better that that's the case. Yeah. And, and so if you, you know, as you're watching this live broadcast, if you, if you get the sense that you, you want to take a ball pin hammer to your computer or you want to flip a table or something else is going on, please record it before you do it and, <laughs> and, and post no, it. No, literally record yourself <laughs> flipping the table over and then we'll just have a whole chain of people doing like little videos of people <laughs> flipping tables over. Policy loans. You said what? You said what? <laughs> You said that you should borrow money from a life insurance company? Are you nuts? Are you nuts? I've actually been called that. I've been that, called many things on Facebook by the way, that the I never thought people would call someone they've never met before. The way that you said that is kind of like you had just been kicked in the 
Oh <laughs> boy. I'm just kidding. If that would, yeah. So, so here's, okay. here's a couple of things that you said that really resonated with me just as we're getting into the conversation about we, 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 Nelson talked a lot about how we live by a paradigm and we kind of get fixated into uh, a way of doing things as we get conditioned throughout life experience in our, in our time on planet earth. And so we, you know, he would talk about it as though, imagine that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a tractor and you're stuck in the mud and you're trying to get out and you're creating these huge ruts. Right. And there, and the, and the mud is so thick that the deeper and deeper you go into it, well, the harder it is to get out of that. Right. Okay. You get caught in that, in those ruts. And so, we end up going through life and we start developing these thinking ruts. Right. And one of the areas where, where most people and many people have that is in the space around loans because we're taught as consumers, we're taught as individuals that <laughs> loans are bad, loans are bad, loans are bad. And so, you know, many, no, no, anyone who's a real estate investor listening to this is like, well, actually, loans are great because I can buy more real estate. So Yeah, and they just it, all tuned out now thanks to... <laughs> No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's it's all it's all perspective, <laughs> but from a from a general consumer perspective, that is a common theme that we hear from many people. And so the the trying to make the difference and get the jump across that in this scenario what we're talking about the infinite banking concept, loans they're not good, bad, or otherwise. They're just a thing that we have to utilize within our life in some format. And if you want to do it, you should probably do it in the most efficient way. We one of the most efficient ways to do that is where you can access capital to do the things in life you want to do but still have growth happening on the other end. Mm. Your, your capital continues to grow as though you never touched it. The power of collateralization allows you to do that as long as you're using the right kind of instrument. Yeah, well, it, I agree with you. I, I think in addition to that, it's, it's focusing on, okay, if you choose to, uh, because when you think about loans, you think about interest. Mm-hmm. And people get focused on rates. And the emphasis through the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, the emphasis is on volume and the emphasis is on energy. So are you adding energy to the commercial banking system? When you borrow capital and you repay a principal and interest payment, you are adding energy to the commercial banking system. Mm -hmm. When you take out a policy loan from the life insurance company, regardless of the rate and you repay that policy loan with interest, who are you adding energy to? Your own system. Precisely. And so Nelson told us, I don't know if you remember this, when we had him down and he was walking us through the, the examples that he outlined in his book, and we were sitting in this hotel kind of meeting space. and Over at the, uh, the, the Holiday, Holiday Inn. Inn. Yeah. And so he, he went through the example uh, in the equipment financing. And then at the end of that example, he made the energy comment. He said, you know what I've done here? I've taken all of that energy away from the banking system that I would have otherwise added to it. And I pump that energy into my own system. And it gives me capability to go and do what the banks would have gone and done. <laughs> so the, the banks would have gone and lent that money out again anyway. And so when I did this post on Facebook recently, well, not recently, forgive me, a little over a month ago, describing how we recaptured interest on our principal residence, we took a 40-year amortized mortgage, got rid of the commercial bank in seven years, had a policy loan, significant policy loan balance, Mm -hmm. but we redirected the energy. 
So the flow of payments now is going back to our system versus flowing away from us and adding energy to the commercial banks. Right. Well, the con- I think we're up to about 642,000 <laughs> comments of people diving into, and I just want to address this. They're diving into things like, you would have had to have paid an exorbitant amount of premium to achieve that. And how much premium are you paying into your policy? And this guy looks like a real bonehead. And why is he talking to me about this? And you must be clinically insane for borrowing money from a life insurance company. And don't you know that you can get money at a much lower rate of interest from a commercial bank? And you're just literally full of crap is what a lot of people were jumping on there and saying. Right. Because they don't believe... their perception of the possibility that you actually were able to accomplish that is, is limited. Well, right. And so I thought to myself, okay, where's this coming from? It's coming from either for some folks, it could be a genuine distaste for learning. Sure. There's something new, something different. I'm not accustomed to that. I've arrived in knowledge. I've learned everything there is to know. There's no possibility of me being inspired to learn anything new. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by. As long as you leave happy for insulting me, then I wish you well. But for people who come on and they're asking questions, they're just really genuinely curious, right? How's that possible? And how did you go about doing that? And so we, we lead people to a webinar, which uh, we're having Rich and I are co-hosting. Super excited about that, mm-hmm. by the way. On uh, Apparently, t- we're, we're getting good at this co-hosting. Well, and we're going to do the, uh, should we have, oh, we need a button uh, titled the big sell. <laughs> okay, so here we go. For everybody who's tuned well, in. For anyone who's listening to this and can't see us on video, we have this thing called the Rodecaster Pro, and it's got these really <laughs> super cool, colorful buttons. It allows us to do things like this when Jason makes a certain joke <laughs> or when I make a joke, you know. And uh, and so we, we can when program these. When I walk into these. a room. <laughs> we, can, we can program these buttons to do some I'm different things. We just haven't got there yet, but anyway. And then Jason's holding up for everyone to see in his uh, his Vanna White attire, the uh, Becoming Your Own Banker 5th Edition, Unlock the Infinite Banking com- uh, banking Concept by R. Nelson Nash. R. Nelson Nash. Now, policy loans. So we get a lot of questions about policy loans. Yeah. And um, what we're identifying is that it, it seems to be coming up more and more. And, and as people are getting more exposed to the concept. And a lot of these questions we get from from folks you know, it doesn't matter what point in they are in their learning. Yeah. And often we we all have points where we, we, we might get our tractor out of the ruts, but then, you know, we might slide back into the rut. And we got to hop back out again. So that kind of thing happens. Now, when you're talking about redirecting energy and you did that in the example of your 40 year mortgage, yep. you got it, you got it paid off to the commercial bank. You fired the banker yep. and you replaced the banker with you and your family. That's right. And so now you and your family have this outstanding policy loan balance and what you're doing is you're taking the exact same payment that's right. That you were going to give whoever the other lender was, was TD Bank or whoever they were. It doesn't matter. Right. They were already getting money. You're just taking the same money that was going that way, and it's going now back into a system that you own and control. Right. Now, for anyone that's curious, one of the common questions we get is, okay, well, how do you pay these loans back? Like, well, the answer is... Online banking. With online banking, <laughs> and you make a bill payment. You just set up the policy as a bill payer, and you make a payment to that respective policy. Right. And for many of our clients, they have multiple policies. So they'll have multiple bills with different policy numbers attached to it. Yeah. And, and as you're paying it back, every dollar that you put back into that system is a dollar that you can reaccess again for a later future date. Okay. Right. Now, in the same respect, there's a, another component here in that as you're paying that back, there is interest on the policy loan to the life company. And it's not enough. It's not enough. And here's the reason why. That's a great statement because the energy that Jason's talking about isn't just the financial energy that was going to the third party bank or lender, 
that was be, that was being pulled away from his family line. Yeah. When I say his family line, I mean it wasn't just Jason and his wife. It was the kids and the kids that are going to come after them. That's right. So that that energy and all the capacity of that energy was transferred away to the third party bank. Now it's being transferred to the insurance company, which Jason and his family are co-owners of. That's right. They participate in the divisible surplus of the profits of that company yep. on a yearly basis. Yep. And so if there's interest earnings there on the policy loan, there yep. should be. The more interest earnings that the policy owners have, the better the divisible surplus for all of the owners. Everyone that's in that pool mutually benefits from what's taking place in that pool. You talk about the kids. The kids get it. So kids have a much higher level of neuroplasticity. And we say this often. That's why it's better for children to learn a new language at such an early age. Yeah. Well, if I can share with you, Rich, so when, again, going back to that example, when people look at that, so maybe it wasn't the best example to lead off with in that video because for, for some people, they look at it and they go, wow, that, that seems insurmountable to me versus because you start to, you know, you read those things about, oh, you would have had to put an exorbitant amount of premium in and there's no way you can get that kind of cash value. Like you have to wait 10 years or more to get that. So this is a person's understanding of there are certain types of whole life policies where, yes, it does take that long, but we would never utilize those for this purpose. But more importantly, here's an example of how our children think differently. Mm -hmm. and, and when I say our children, I mean children of our clients and sure. just in general, right? So rather than looking at that big example, $426,000 mortgage, the bank is out of the picture in seven years. There's a $200,000 policy loan balance. Oh my God, it would take me forever to do that. Versus one of my kids who said, I've been saving up money for almost two years. I know what I have in terms of loan amount available inside my system. I want to purchase this, this item can we sit down and work out a loan payment? <laughs> You're 11 years old. And would you believe that? Proud dad moment right there. Well, oh, totally. And would you believe that? So in that instance, so my daughter said th just that, and she didn't once talk about rates. Right. She didn't say, dad, you can, do you know that you can get money for less from RBC? She said, I understand that everything I put back in, I get to reaccess again because dad, we're keeping the money in the family. The money stays in the family. It's like, you get it. You get it. So for our listeners, policy loans, you, you accumulate a pool of financial value inside of a dividend paying participating whole life insurance policy. The policy is designed to begin accumulating accessible loan amounts available immediately. Mm -hmm. I say that one more time. <laughs> no 10-year waiting period. It's immediate. Now, we get to utilize that growing pool of financial value, which is called cash value. It is contractually guaranteed to grow daily. It must equal the death benefit by age 100. That is a foundation yes. of, the, of a participating whole life contract. Yes. And so as we design them to increase, incrementally increase the death benefit on a yearly basis, yep. daily basis, actually, in many cases, then you're, you're always pushing that, that target farther out. That pool of financial value, the cash value has to chase after it. Right. And so it's always accumulating. It's always growing. And policy loans have been a lifesaver 
for people going through this COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, 100%. Clients of ours who have been clients for years, who are amazing people, who would have otherwise been financially harmed significantly, but yet who are reaching out and saying, through the use of policy loans, I was able to do things like pay off the remainder of my dental clinic, keep all my team members gainfully employed, uh, take care of wiping out a small remaining portion of a mortgage, um, take care of payroll in my business, knowing that I have at least four months of liquidity inside of my system. Mm-hmm. Not one person talked about rates. I, I, <laughs> they I, talked about access, control, hope, feeling, feeling relieved, yeah. feeling peaceful. Mm-hmm. So those are all things that you, you can't take a calculator out and go, let's compare that to the commercial bank. Right. Could you imagine walking into the commercial bank and saying, I just got laid off. Yeah. And uh, can you lend me some money against my home equity? Hey, my business is going to be receiving zero revenue until someone tells me I can reopen again. But (laughs) would you mind extending a line of credit to me? I could really use my people. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't work that way. And so I got to share I got to share this with you. I got a video email uh, the other day. It's fantastic. And uh, one of my clients, amazing, amazing individual. Just love this Mm. guy. And he's, this is good. That's good coffee. He says, uh, um, so I took a look at stock at, at all these, you know, different things I have money working in. You know, yep. I've got some real estate, some rental properties. I've got this. I've got, um, you know, I've got some private lending. I do some lending on mortgages. I've got all these different things. And so I'm looking at all the things that have worked well, and especially during this COVID crisis. And I've, I'm taking stock of that. I'm doing a monthly review of all my stuff. And what I come back to, and I look at, you know, kind of like the hierarchy of all the things, what always sits on the top of the hierarchy of the thing that gives me allows me and my wife to sleep the best at night. It's performing. It performs all the time. I log in and I see my values have gone up. Yeah. doesn't matter. Everyone else is, you know, complaining about losing money. Mine's going up. And that's the, that's our, our whole life process. That's, that's the stuff that we're working with infinite banking on. And I was like, I, I think I need to get some more of this. <laughs> I said, all right, yeah. sounds good. Let's have a conversation about it. But, but it was just a, it was just a refreshing and, and fun video message to receive from someone <coughs> who is doing their own, they're in. They're involved in the process, and they're constantly engaging themselves in more learning. Yep. And uh, you know, when we talk about these policy loans, one of the things that is the most critical for anyone listening to this to take away is that these are completely unstructured. Now, I don't know of any other place where you can get un- completely unstructured loans, um, unless you're aware of one. I'd, I've never heard of another location <laughs> where you can do that. And what that means is that if you are uh, you need to make repayments, you dictate those terms. The insurance company is not going to show up. There's no uh, white van with a you know company logo and a couple of big heavy set fellows come out of the van with the baseball bats and being like, hey, Jason, where's your loan payment? Yeah. No, but that doesn't happen because it's on you to do that. And so where people sometimes fall short here is that they need to understand the requirement that it's in their best interest to make those payments back. And we we are often our own worst enemy right when it comes to our financial circumstances that's why nelson spends so much time in the book getting people to understand that the the process of banking and the, the knowing how to do this being an honest banker the grocery store example um, of returning the peas on the shelf is one of the most critical aspects of the book yeah uh, i agree with you completely and what what most people aren't aware of so just finishing off the anatomy of that so 
we got this pool of financial value. It's growing every single day uninterrupted. There's no stock market manipulation. There's no government intervention. There's no viral pandemic. There's no bad economic cycle that can take any of that away. It's fully vested with the policy owner on a daily basis. That puts you in a position of total and absolute control. What's the price tag of total and absolute control? But in addition to that, when when you're in a situation where you've got all this control, you've got all this access, and you fully understand the characters and the financial play, guess who wins every single time? Because here's the deal. If you understand that you've got the, the depositor, that's character one, you've got the uh, borrower, you've got the banker and the bank owner. For most people who are going to see this for the first time, they can relate to the first two characters in the financial play. The depositor and the borrower. You got it. And so if you become the banker, so control and access. Yeah, the banker is the one who determines, do you get the loan? How much of it do you get? And how do you make your payments back? Right. And to access policy loans, there's no income verification, no credit checks, no qualifying, because you're the one that possesses that, that contractual control. And you have a guaranteed loan provision. Right. Wonderful. Regardless of whether the pandemic wiped out your, Doesn't your matter. job or your industry or none of that makes any difference. Doesn't matter. And so when you become the bank owner, you become the highest paid character in the play. Mm. <laughs> so if you just think about how presently, so, so set aside product, okay, set aside policies, just set all that aside for a second. Let's take the product and just move it over. If you truly understand the importance of all four of the characters in the financial play, and you understand that you can become all four characters in the financial play, and if you understand that presently you are abdicating the responsibility of the banker and the bank owner to someone else in your life, mm -hmm. the moment that you recognize that you can take control and you can become all four characters, everything begins to change. I promise you, even for, for, for people who that doesn't resonate right away. It's like, I'm what? Like, how do you go about doing that? Not overnight. It's not, no, of course not. <laughs> and so for, for people who are listening to this, make sure that you get your hands on a copy of our Nelson Nash's book titled becoming your own banker. That's available. There'll be a link. Um, Rich might even be able to add that in the comments, or we can just add it in the comments after the post we'll just, because we'll put it in the show notes. our hands aren't long enough to... Yeah, the computer's a little farther away than, than, than necessary for our current circumstances <laughs> so, today. <laughs> but make sure you get your hands on that book and then make sure that you're speaking to someone on our team, someone who can help you, someone who can help you identify the problem. Now, you, you told a, a great little story about, you know, the learning lessons that you're having with, with your kids and how they're gravitating to this concept. Of course, you have the family banking meeting that you guys do once a year. Now, I, I had a couple recently. I've been, you know, I, I have the, the wonderful joy that I get to often read uh, to my daughter to put her to sleep. And uh, she's two and a half. And so her favorite book is about a young girl named Fancy Nancy. Fancy Nancy? Yeah. Okay. And Fancy right. Nancy, imagine that she likes fancy things. <laughs> Funny how that works. Go figure. And so she, she she sets her eyes on these these fancy red shoes, and she doesn't have enough money in her piggy bank. Okay. And so we get the the, the piggy bank image, and you know I say to, I say to Nora, I said, so that's where Fancy Nancy stores her money. Where do we save our money? And she says, the Canfield Family Bank. Ooh. We do a high five. 
And then I and then I say, well, what happens if we take our money out? She says, we have to pay it back. Another high five. There you go. <laughs> and no, she doesn't understand what we're talking about, but she's she's grab she's already starting to pick up on the cues and get involved in the conversation. Yeah. Versus if you had said, yeah, you know what? Um, when we take capital in the form of policy loans, we don't pay them back. So what are your kids? What example are they going to follow? Don't pay them back. Don't pay them back. Right. And so that's a polite description of theft from your own system. Right. So let's face it. I mean, we, we all recognize that we're going to need to use some money. Now this, this, uh, COVID. So I think we're in day 687,242 of uh, COVID-19 social distancing measures and isolation and things like that. But during this, this just highlights it rich even more. Because again, if you, if you can avoid all of the anxiety around what are we going to do? Where's the money going to come from? And you already have a pool of financial value available. And you know that you can access capital from the insurance company that you're a part owner of. And you control the repayment schedule. And you're never interrupting any of your own capital. Because again, one of the, one of the misunderstandings. Why would I borrow my own money? Well, you're not borrowing your own money. You're borrowing the insurance company's money. That's right. And while you're borrowing the insurance company's money, the insurance company is growing your money the whole time. Isn't that good? That's super good. Hey, can we get some comments? Because uh, I think we have, uh, is it two people watching? Oh, there's more than that. Oh, there's, okay. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk, I want to go back to energy because I really like how you frame that. Thank and you. we're talking about, you know, we're incorporating some discussion about our, our kids here. And so when, you know, your, your, you and your wife and your children, you are all co-owners of, of one insurance company. Now you have a few different ones in the family mix. But That's right. Primarily, you've got a lot of that with one of these, these companies. Yeah. And so anytime that you're taking a policy loan or your kids are taking a policy loan and they're paying interest, they're all paying interest back to the same pool. Yeah. And they're all part owners in the same pool. That's right. And so it's, it is, it is going back into the family system, but it's also going back into a larger system as well and adding financial value back to all participants in that pool. And I think that that is so intrinsically important. We often lose sight of that intrinsic value because, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, um, it's kind of like a like a like a co-op type model, where you know you you become member. You're a member. You become a member, and you get certain advantages as a member. Right. Well, it's the same kind of premise as that. Yeah. And the policy loans that we get from the insurance company, they are designed so that they have to earn a certain amount of revenue for the insurance company to support all of the activities that that company makes, and all their decisions are based upon meeting their guarantees of their product. Yeah. Which you which is your product. So it, it just, it all intertwines together in a really efficient way. What problem are you solving? <laughs> right? You're, you're solving the problem, which presently for, for people is two things. Money's flowing away. And when that, you know, the money flows away from the family, they can't use it again. They can't earn interest on it again. Todd Laniford uh, made a great point in our podcast interview with him. And he said, you episode know, episode 11, when, when you borrow money and you have a loan, you have a, a, an amortized loan repayment schedule, you can see the interest. But when you save up cash in someone else's bank, you take the cash out, you purchase whatever it is that you, that you needed. You cannot see the lost interest. You cannot see the opportunity cost that you permanently have given up. Mm -hmm. 
well, this solves that problem and then some. And the second is that it enables you to become all four characters in the financial play. Now, I want to reference something here real quick uh, from Nelson's book. And it really resonated uh, with folks. We did a webinar uh, last night and it really resonated. I just want to reference this. This is on page uh, 32 of R. Nelson Nash's book titled Becoming Your Own Banker. And Nelson says, this, is, this explains what I mean when I say most people know there is a play going on out in the world, but they don't understand it. Worse than that, they can't get the characters in the play straight. Recalling that Shakespeare said, all the world is a stage and the people are the actors thereon. People just don't play their proper role in the scheme of things. They have abdicated their opportunity and responsibility as it pertains to the banking function in the economy. They are depending on someone else to perform that job. And that character in the play is the one making most of the money. (laughs) And rightly so. Because of the golden rule. Those who have the gold make the rules. It can be no other way. So when you accumulate your own pool of financial value... Gold. Not physical gold. It can be. Well, yeah. We'll call it cash. Sure. When you accumulate that growing pool of financial value, you've got the gold now. And whomever's got the gold makes all the rules. You're all four characters. And that one character, the bank owner, is the one making the most money. Mm -hmm. That's you. Never mind product. Never mind interest rates. Never mind that. Yeah, it's not an either or. We haven't talked. We doesn't. We're not talking about death benefit or any of that. We're other not stuff. talking about any of that. None of that stuff matters. I'm, you know, I'm either going to invest in real estate or I'm going to look at this becoming your own banker thing. I'm either going to put money in the stock market or I'm going to look at this becoming your own banker thing. It's a limited view of the world and thinking because it's not an or option. It's a and option. It's I'm a clear. I'm going to solve the banking problem in my life and who is the banker and the bank owner. And I'm also going to yeah. consider doing all the other things in life that I presently want to do and have been planning to do. It's a clear indication that when, when I hear that, it's a clear indication that we've got to go back to making sure that we have a clear understanding of the problem. Because if you don't understand the problem, the solution just won't matter. Because if, if, you're, if you're thinking the solution is, I'm either going to do one or the other, then there's a complete absence of understanding of the problem. When you get to live a peaceful, stress-free financial existence, that changes your outlook on everything. It really, it really truly does because you begin, opportunities begin to appear everywhere. And Nelson told us that, God rest his soul. He told us so many times, when you have ready access to a pool of financial value, opportunity will track you down. Yeah. Sometimes he would often say, in fact, they'll hunt you down. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, all right. All right. <laughs> he, he, would lean, he would lean in real close like, actually, <laughs> they'll hunt you down. And now, now this is one of these moments, Rich, where we have to do a, because uh, we don't have any sponsors yet. So if anybody's watching and you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, we'd love to talk to you about it. But let's pretend to be a sponsor, Okay. Let's and now that. a word from our sponsors. Now a word from our sponsors. 
This podcast for a limited brought, time only. Brought to you by Becoming Your Own Banker, the greatest book ever written on taking control of the banking function as it relates to your needs. Get your copy now at ascendantfinancial.ca slash books. That's ascendantfinancial.ca slash books. Now wait, it gets even better. What's the better part? Uh, I mean, it's pretty good if you just order the book. I think it's going to okay, be pretty just, good. Okay, just, yeah, just. <laughs> does it doesn't need to be any better than that. I mean, it's, it's already pretty good. Well, special thanks to our uh, sponsors over at uh, Becoming Your Own Banker, Unlock the Infinite Banking Concept. We appreciate your sponsorship. Ah, they're, they're great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, now, another thing about policy loans. So one of the things that we get is often questions, okay, well, how much do I have access to, et cetera, et cetera. So right. with, uh, in, in Canada, primarily speaking, you have access to 90% of the equity in your policy contract. Mm-hmm. Now, that equity is the cash value that we're to- total cash value that we're talking about that's accumulating. Yeah. And you can have access to that, generally speaking, on any given day. Right. I think the lowest minimum amount is like 500 bucks. I believe so, yeah. I, d- I don't think that's changed in a while. So so that means if you wanted to, you know, if you didn't, if you had $490, they might say, I'm sorry, that's not enough for us to issue a check to your account. Oh, we got to share this. But you could pay $10 and then you would have enough. Oh, here's another rich. Oh, my God. I got to okay. tell you this. Okay, what? You got super pumped up. Oh, there, my God. Like, okay, so I was speaking to a meeting with another client yesterday. Now, won't mention names to protect uh, protect this client. He's an amazing guy. Member of the Edmonton Police Service. Thank you for your service. You know who you are. You're awesome. Teaches the uh, teaches new recruits about how to safely handle their firearm. Mm-hmm. That's and an important job. That's a very important job, absolutely. And so we had this great meeting, and, and he said, I'm super excited. I took out the loan amount available from our uh, policies in our family and we're paying off the mortgage. Isn't that good? It's really good. And so, and, and now you could just see that, just that, that uh, amazing, enthusiastic, oh my God, like we're finally doing it and this is incredible. And then his, his imagination's working on how can I utilize the system and what, what are some other things that I can do now that I've achieved this amazing milestone in our family? He's got a, a young family, growing family. Mm-hmm. And so it was just so incredible to be in that moment, right? To to kind of be from the outside and, and just being able to celebrate it and congratulate him. And, you know, when, when he first got going with his system of policies, he wasn't quite sure what he was going to utilize it for initially. He had some ideas, mm-hmm. but it's just another success story of, yes, you can do this. And you don't have to be rich to get into the banking business. Which Nelson talks about right in his book. All the time. Yeah. And, and, and rich. I'm, I'm but it all has to start somewhere. Totally. Like it doesn't, if you don't, you know, again, when's the best time to plant? Nelson was a forester. So when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the next best time? Right now. Right. Now, the other thing he would do, Nelson had this image. I wish we had the picture available. He had this image of uh, this huge tree that he that got cut down in his backyard. Oh, with a tree stump, yeah. And it's a big tree stump. And there's like this image of Nelson standing over taking this picture. And there's all the rings in the tree. You can see all the rings from the different years and ages and stuff. And so uh, Nelson would say that, you know, look at all those, those rings of the tree. You notice how at the very beginning, at the early stage of the tree, the rings... The size of the rings actually is quite large. Mm. It looks very big. But as you get to the outer rings, they get thinner and thinner and thinner. So the amount of growth on a yearly basis of the tree is see, appears to be smaller. Mm. But yeah. the appearance is deceiving because it's a thinner line, but on a much wider, larger 
circumference of an overall tree. Completely. So the aggregate growth is actually much larger. And that's a that's that's a, again about how people have a misleading or misinterpretation offer. We take face value of things that we see and we don't we don't peel the onion far enough to see mm-hmm. what's actually going on at a deeper level. And often I think policy loans is one of those areas where this happens for people quite regularly. Hmm. I love that. And <laughs> uh, it's so good. You know, every time you read our Nelson Nash's book, you see something that you didn't see before. It happens all the time. And, you know, one of the things, thinking back to, you know, maybe the first time or the second time that you read the book, on page 52, Nelson says, he's building equity in the wrong place. He should be building equity in the banking business that finances his trucks. His accountant tells him, look at how you were building equity in your equipment. And Nelson (laughs) says that's true, but he's building it in the wrong place. Everyone should be in two businesses, the one in which you make your living, and the other should be the banking business that finances whatever you do for a living. Of the two businesses, banking is the most important. (laughs) Isn't that good? (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, oh, hey, Vernon, we're supposed to be on a call here in a few minutes, uh, running a little behind. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, brother. He's, you know, we had a great call earlier. So Vern, uh, you know, he's a coach, amazing advisor. On our, He's one of our teammates, actually, and... I remember, you know, part of the meeting, I just kind of leaned over to Rich and I'm like, I love this guy, man. Cause he's like, we got to go get it. We got to like, he was just on it. It was just, yeah. uh, we thought he was going to, you know, flip his table over, jump through his computer screen. Oh yeah. He just, yeah, he got me maybe, going. Maybe, was, maybe, maybe it's the cooped up pandemic getting to him. I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, you know, he, he's a great dude. Great dude. Final thoughts on Paulson's. I have a feeling, you know, we're going to have to circle back to this topic again a, a number of times. Yeah. So is there anything that you, you know, thinking about this being all about policy loans, we're all, you know, it's all interconnected. So we have an aggregate conversation with a lot of different things kind of pooling into it. But what would you like to leave the podcast episode with uh, for folks who are thinking about policy loans and what, what final thoughts would you like to share about? Well, I'd like to share most importantly that if you, if you're going through a period of introspection and you're looking at your financial circumstances and you're thinking to yourself that you want to make an improvement, if you already think that you're doing great, I'm telling you, there is so much more potential in your financial situation. Anything that you're doing financially is radically improved when you introduce the process of becoming your own banker. So don't delay doing that because the longer you wait, the more you penalize yourself. Mm. That would be my deep thought. Deep thoughts by Jason Lowe. <laughs> so one of the things I would like to, to share is, so another very good friend of ours, a wonderful, wonderful guy, his name is Jim Oliver. Jim, uh, you know, he, he says that, you know, policy loans, sure, you're going to pay interest in the, in the life company. And we've already talked about all the advantages of actually doing that. He says, you have total control and liquidity over that capital, especially as a business owner. You're right. Gonna, you're building up this, this, this new business. You've got your, your business where you make all your money. You've got this new business started, the, the banking business. You're building it up, you're building it up, you're building it up, you're putting deposits in. You access some money to go buy a piece of equipment, to go do whatever. Sure, there's going to be a cost of doing that because you you had to you have your money's growing in another place. Right. So okay, well, I, I now have a policy loan. Okay, well, the interest that you pay is often offset, maybe not completely, but in many times it is completely offset by the growth of the policy. Mm-hmm. So so what if you're paying interest to a life company? I mean, you have total control. Nobody's coming to tell you how to run your business. Mm-hmm. Nobody's telling you you can't have the money. Yeah. Nobody's telling you when you got to pay it back. Right. 
The only person that needs to tell you that is you. That's exactly right. I, I think that's a great position to be in. I think it's an excellent position to be in. In fact, we know firsthand. I've been practicing this process for a little while. And the more I see, the more I see I didn't see. Mm. And the bigger emphasis on focusing on the problem, understanding it, has really taken, uh, you know, things in such an interesting direction. Like we, Rich, we, Vern, you're on here, and maybe some of our other teammates are, um, are watching this. We are busier than we've ever been. We made a shift. We made a shift away from... Let's demonstrate all of the features and the anatomy of a product so that people get excited about the product. And then we'll talk about the problem and how to solve it versus let's first focus on understanding the problem. And we were doing that. I don't want to say we weren't doing that, but we right. just weren't doing it to the degree of emphasis required. And we're, we're Nelson Nash would say, uh, I might be a little slow, but I'm worth waiting for. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and one of the, you know, so going back to those earlier days, a lot of that, product focused aspect that wasn't about what our clients were looking for. That's about what we were doing to, yeah. you know, enhance our own internal knowledge. And so right. it's funny that you mentioned that because we, you know, I have, I have an advisor that I'm reach, I'm speaking with tomorrow. Um, I've had another one reach out to me earlier this week. And so we're constantly getting contacted by advisors and we encourage that because if there's a way that we can assist you or point you in the direction of the Nelson Nash Institute to become we need, we need good people who want to embrace this concept to teach it and take it out to their marketplace. Completely. And so consider joining the, the Nelson Nash Institute by all means. But, you know, they're, they're always focused on product-related questions. And that's okay because that's simply where they're at in their learning experience. But the reality is that's not where your attention needs to be. Right. And, and if you take your eyeballs off of that a little bit. So Nelson, he would, I remember it was many years ago. Uh, we were at our uh, Infinite Banking Conference um, think tank event down in Birmingham. And it was a social event. We always have a social event there. It's a wonderful time. And then Nelson and I were standing in the lineup. He was getting a, he always liked to, after dinner, have a little Merlot. Yeah. And so uh, he, he, I remember what, what our conversation was. He just got really excited for a second. And he, he kind of tugged my arm and he pulled me aside. And he, there was this open table. Yeah. And so he grabbed his, his glass of wine and he, he, he points to the bottom. He says, now, Richard, look at the bottom of this glass. <laughs> if this glass at the bottom of this glass represents everything that I know, about the world. Now put it down on this table. And he had this, it was right on the edge of the table. Yeah. And, and imagine this, you know, long kind of, you know, long skinny table or whatever. And he says, now look at this table. This table represents everything there is to know in the known universe, everything that's out there, all the knowledge in the world. Yeah. Now take a look at the bottom of the glass. This is, look at the circumference, the outer edge of the glass. Right. Notice where it touches the edge of my knowledge. That's where I'm exposed to that which I do not know. Wow. And then he, then he, then he would, he took the glass away and he went and grabbed a, like a pitcher, like a water pitcher, much larger circumference on the bottom of the glass. Right. He goes and he sets it down. Now, Richard, we're always striving to increase our knowledge. If you're not growing, you're dying. <laughs> and then he, and then he puts it down. Now look at the size of the circumference of this pitcher. If I increase my knowledge, I know an awful lot more. I know a much bigger surface area of this table of what's out there to know. But what's more important is take a look at the circumference of the picture. Look at how much dramatically more I have expanded. I have exponentially increased my exposure to that which I do not know. Wow. That's deep. And so the, the key takeaway, the teaching point is that 
the more and more that we are increasing our knowledge base, the more that we are, are expanding our horizons to the things by which we, that we do not know. And so our continual need to be open to explore and understand and learn new things is one of the defining characteristics that I think makes or breaks it for someone who wants to pick up this process and incorporate it into their life. Oh, completely. And I I would uh, just add to that and say, you know, sometimes, and I think that we can all say that we've done this at points in our lives is that, you know, we've reached what, what we later learned to be an absurd conclusion with limited information. I've done it. And so we, we can all say that we've done that at some point in our lives. And so for people who are exposing themselves to this process, just challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to receive the inspiration to, to learn something new. You'd be glad you did. And um, what do we got here? Do we have any comments? Do we have any uh, questions? Uh, there's, uh, I don't see any questions. A lot of just, you know, nice comments and stuff. Uh, but ultimately, we appreciate everyone who listened in on the live. We appreciate those listeners who are going to be picking this up on their favorite podcast player um, when it's released. Yep. And uh, likewise to our YouTube subscribers who will also be getting this at some point. So if you have additional questions or things about you know, our topic today um, or if something resonated with you that we said that you just found to be you know, a really cool aha moment, like, you know, hey, just share that with either someone else or share it with us. We'd, we'd be happy to know. And, oh, we'd love that. Um, because, you know, we're, we're just trying to add value where we can. And we, the reason we're doing that is, is for you if you're a listener. That's the purpose. That is the whole purpose. And so uh, stay classy, Facebooks. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Without Bay Street. Be well, have fun, and make sure that you read Becoming Your Own Banker. Was that, was that in, like, impactful enough? Like, was that a... Was should, it, should have been higher energy, or should I... I think it's good. They got the, they got the message. I know. It was kind of slow, though. That's okay. Okay. Thanks, I'm, everybody. I'm pretty sure that if anyone stuck with us this long, I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure they, they recognize there's certain points where it's a, it's a little slow. <laughs> oh, these uh, f- these Fridays, yeah. you know. Um, Podca- fun Podcast Fridays. Yeah, Fun Podcast Fridays. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep going live mm-hmm. every Friday until Mark Zuckerberg calls us and says, we love Wealth Without Bay Street. I don't think his voice is anything like that. I don't think it's, it is. <laughs> the, like the other thing is, I, I my immediate reaction is like, uh, what's that? What's that one show? It's like you know, I'm not prone to hyperbole. Was it? Oh, it's on that uh, the fiber fix commercial. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't just fix it. Fiber fix it. <laughs> Saturday saved. Okay. Anyway, thanks a lot, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.